Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise. With the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at HVarsityRadio. Call in at 402-489-1240 or at 800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Back with you, it's Hour 2 at Tale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. We bring in the pride of Ord, Husker basketball standout, and assistant over at Pius, Andy Markowski with us at Markowski underscore Andy on Twitter. Andy, uh, let's go back to, to Sunday at PBA. Uh, are, you, are you a little bit surprised, or, man, did you see this coming? Yeah, what a great win, you know. Uh, just a... Uh, Nebraska had chances to, to maybe go away, you know, foul trouble, injuries, uh, but they, you know, just stuck to it. And, uh, you know, Sam Hoiberg made a couple, you know, key plays, made free throws, made some shots, and, uh, you know, it's a great win. So, did I, you know, did I predict they could uh, play their best basketball, you know, minus Gary and Vandemelt going down midseason? You know, I, I don't know if anybody believed that other than maybe Coach Hoiberg, but, you know, you've got to give him a lot of credit. You've got to give him the leadership credit. You know, different different players have stepped up and, and, and played well at times when they needed them. And, you know, there are two games out of fourth place in the league, which, uh, you know, uh, I think is a pretty good conference this year to, to, to have, be in this position with three games to play. It's just a credit for, for a fun season to, been, uh, to have followed. Andy, what do you think Fred was feeling over on the sideline watching Sam Hoiberg play so well and then go in and, and really seal the game with that steal and, and bucket late in the overtime? Yeah, I haven't had, had a chance to, to coach my my own you know kids and and daughters. Um, you know, you want you want them to to do well, right? I mean, I, you know, I think as any parent, you you know love to see them have success, and you know when you get to kind of be a, a part of that and and, and share that, right? Um, as a as a coach and a and a player, and then you know have that lead to an outcome where where you can celebrate that as a as a broader family as a team. Uh, yeah, I had a chance to talk to Fred after the game, and you know he's he's super excited, super proud, and uh, you know I told him that uh, his wife is is probably going to be petitioning uh, him for for a little bit more playing time for their kids. So uh, <laughs> he kind of he kind of joked, but uh, but yeah, it, it's got to be special. Um, and you know you just hope you know Sam doesn't you know feel that pressure. I mean he, he's he's played way, uh, well in a, in, a, in a couple games, but yeah, you know he's a freshman with not a lot of experience. Uh, you know so you. You know, there's there's going to be times where maybe he misses a key shot, or maybe you know doesn't make the game-winning play. But you have to give him credit. He's he's come in with a lot of confidence and has really been, you know, a, a catalyst for a couple of their wins. What player have you enjoyed watching emerge most? Uh, it's not been a ton of minutes, but Blaze Keita has made a monster impact. We've just talked about Sam Hoiberg and, and what he's been able to do as a spark you've got Kise that's 
gone off. I mean, your dear friend Teron Lou's the last guy to put 20-point games uh, in a row together to the tune of five. He, and Kisei's done that. I'm not comparing Lou and Kisei, but you, you have the stats that are available. Who have you gotten the biggest kick out of watching kind of a merch? Yeah, well, you know, Grifo coming back home, Chris. I mean, there's just uh, Walker, you know. I mean, how many times has he went out seven-foot centers, right, where it's like, oh, you're undersized. How do you play the five at six, eight? I mean, you know, all of the above. I mean, there's great storylines, but Tobinaga has just been fun to follow, right? A year ago, you know, they couldn't really play him that many minutes because defensively, you know, he was really a liability. He's undersized, um, but... You know, to sit there and be in the same company as Tron Lou over, you know, not just one game, right? Anybody mm-hmm. can maybe do, do some one game and be compared against the, the, the best in, in our program history. But the, the fact that he's been able to, to, to do it over an extended amount of time, getting a lot of attention. I mean, he's getting guarded right now. Uh, but, you know, Coach Hoiberg and their staff, I think uh, Walker and Griesel, uh being 1A and 1B, has allowed KCA to have a lot of uh, freedom and, and movement. But, uh, man, I, you know, like I said, I have not seen anybody enjoy competition or wear it, you know, on, on his sleeve like, like he does. And, you know, it's just been, it's been fun to follow. And, uh, you know, my son was, was waiting in line to get a picture. Uh, you know, we kind of went down to the court after the game and, and, and took a big uh, alumni picture with Coach Hoiberg and his staff. And, you know, a year ago, my son probably wouldn't have been waiting in line to, to get a picture of K-Sash. So it's, it's been a fun fun story to follow. And uh, But but really, all, all the storylines with this group have, have been fun. It's just, you know, it's been a been a good group, and you know they they've played themselves, uh, you know, with, with a chance for uh, a postseason berth here. Which you know, it, it, uh, with only 100 schools making the NIT or NCA, the fact that you, you know, are almost in March with a chance to, to make the postseason is, is just a credit to a, a really good season. Andy, I don't want to look too far ahead, but but K-State's got another year of eligibility should he want to use it here at Nebraska, and obviously he, he can leave should he so choose. But how important do you think? him coming back is for the future of Nebraska basketball, not only next year, but, but also beyond as, you know, Fred Hoiberg's got to continue getting better and better as the years go on. Well, you have some important pieces in, in Grisel and Walker. I, you know, I, I call them unicorns in the sense of, uh, you know, Grisel can post a six, seven Walker. You put him in the middle of the floor is very creative. Uh, you know, you don't see many fives getting as many assists. So, so those are, are, are two pieces that are gone that you've got to replace. So you hope that you can stabilize kind of the rest of the roster and, and, and keep somebody like Tominaga, you know, another year in the program, which, you know, you need good players to win in this league. I don't think you can just flip the whole roster and expect that culture to, to be the same as it was this season without keeping, uh, you know, a few of those, those other pieces that, that aren't, uh, you know, past their fifth year. So, you know, I hope he stays. I, you know, I think, um, you know, for people that, that don't know the for, you know, the foreign uh, player, you know, with NIL is a little different. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you would have a chance to, to go back home and play professionally and, and make up maybe for not being able to get NIL money here or go to another school. Uh, I hear that he really likes, you know, playing here and, and representing Nebraska. So I, I would anticipate if he's going to play another year of college basketball, it would, it would be in a Nebraska uniform. Eddie Markowski joins us. It's Hale Varsity Radio talking Husker basketball. Andy, you've been a part of a, a, a tournament run before, and I believe you were part of an NIT run as well. I want to go back to those moments. And did something flip timing-wise with those runs? Take me through how a, a team can, can stay hot and, and, and make magic happen in March. Certainly, you, you have to be coachable. Um, 
and and you know buy into kind of what the staff's asking you to do. And this team has has continually gotten better. I, you know, I think they're playing their roles. There's not a lot of uh, you know I and I, I think those are the teams that that tend to 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 play well into into the end of the season and then into March. Um, you know, I, I think in the long season, people start getting tired of each other. I think selfishness can start to rear its head this time of year. You know, those are the teams that, that usually, you know, are one and done or, or, or maybe lose games that they should win. And it keeps them from, from the postseason run. I, I think, um, you know, our NCAA team, um, you know, we, we were playing our best basketball late in the year. I mean, we, you know, once again, at Arkansas down 10 or 11 in, in that game, and we could have easily, you know, won, won that first game. The, the NIT season that we went on a run was, was not that. We had lost 10 of our last 11. Uh, that was a team that was 14 and 1. Um, and then didn't make the NCAA tournament, um, and it was just so good that we just overpowered the NIT that year, Chris. I mean, it was just, I, I don't know if we wanted to be there, but, but nobody could beat us with four NBA guys playing in the NIT. So that that was kind of a an atypical, uh, you know, finish to the season, and then, and then we just, you know, probably were in the wrong tournament based on the ability that, that we had on that roster. But, uh, but yeah, you, you want to, you know, good, good. Chemistry and, and when you're playing for the right reasons and playing with energy and confidence, um, those are the teams that go on a run. And it appears that Nebraska kind of fits that MO. That'd be fun to, to see this thing keep going. And let's just obviously see how the, the regular season shakes out. Minnesota comes in next week. Uh, Sparty's going to be really tough a week from tonight. And then you end at Iowa. And then if you can stay at that 10 spot, you at least get a break, Andy, right? You don't have the play-in game for, yeah, I, the, for the Big Ten. I, I don't know if I want them at the 10. I, really? I, I think okay. they need some wins uh, just because they're, they're, their one loss record isn't great. Their strength of schedule is good. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing them out of 11 um, and playing in Minnesota at 14, right? That would give them an, an, another win. Um, but to that point, you know, if you – if if you're 11 seed, maybe that means you lose two of your last three, which isn't you know, which isn't helpful either. So I think there's some some positives with with getting an extra game. I mean, if they're going to win the whole thing, you know, you certainly would want to buy on that Wednesday. There's no one that's going to run the table uh, and, and win five five games. Um, but you know, if, they, if really the NIT is what they're trying to achieve, uh, you know, getting an extra win against a, a, maybe a team like Minnesota at 11 14. Um, yeah, I, w- I would want to stay away from the eight nine, even though we've played Purdue pretty tough. Uh, so an eleven gets you, you know, kind of in that three six range, which you know, depending on on matchups, it seems that, that we've been competitive again. So, you know, it, it, the, the fact that we're having this conversation is exciting. <laughs> the NIT is much harder to make. Uh, it went from forty to, back down to thirty two. You know, any conference champion in the regular season that doesn't win the postseason from the smaller leagues, you know, gets an automatic bid into the NIT. So there ends up only being about. You know, about 20-ish uh, at-large teams that, that make it. So you really have to be on that NCAA bubble uh, to, to, to give yourself a chance to get to the NIT. So, you know, there, there's still some wins out there. I think that showed us, you know, if you show up and play well, you're better than. And then certainly Michigan State blistered us uh, there. But I, I thought that was one of their best teams I've seen. So, you know, I think it's a team that, that we can beat at home. And then, you know, we, we've matched up pretty well against Iowa here in the last couple of years. We, we've had good games against them. So, you know, I think it's three games that, you know, if we keep playing at a high level, we, we should be right there with a chance to win late. 
And when you're looking at the, the Big Ten tournament, Nebraska's really struggled in that tournament since moving to the Big Ten over a decade ago. I can't remember a single deep run that Nebraska has made. So, I, I mean, obviously the level of competition within the Big Ten is so great that it makes things tough. But what makes conference tournaments so difficult to go out and perform well in? If you look at the Big Ten, it's it's like an NCAA tournament. I mean, it, it, there's not uh, – you know, I was watching the Big uh, Big 12 last night, and they're talking that the, the couple of the play-in games in the Big 12 are going to be NCAA tournament-level teams. So, you know, once again, you're playing teams for the third time. Um, you know, you're doing it on, on short, you know, preparation, right? I mean, you know, being able to flip to 24 hours. So, you know, the teams that, that tend to win and the, and the tournament have the best players. And if you look at the last decade – and we haven't exactly marched into the Big Ten with uh, with the best players on paper, and you know I think that's one of the reasons why we've, you know, where you look at the '90s. I mean, I played in, in two you know Big Twelve semis. They won the Big Eight in '94. I mean, we had a roster that you could come back to the next game and and out talent people. And you know, unfortunately for Nebraska, we just haven't been able to out talent people. And you know, when you're when you're when you're playing on razor thin margins, uh, you know, playing back to back, I think hurts scouts. And and you know, when your best player starts to, to play a lot of minutes, I think that catches up to you in a in a in a tournament format. So, uh, and, and matchups matter. I you know, I, I can't remember the exact matchups we've had over the last two or three years, but you know, some some years you catch a good bracket where you got you got teams that you you match up well against, and others you, you catch a draw that you, know, you you just haven't played well against those teams during the regular season, and that tends to, to happen in, in, in the conference format as well. Eddie, let's talk Husker women as uh, they look to, to get back at it uh, Wednesday. Tough four-game stretch for uh, the Big Red. Uh, they get a chance, though, to get right against Illinois. Yeah, just you know, disappointing stretch. I thought, I thought there was a couple wins there, Illinois at home, and at Minnesota, those losses are, are you know tough to, to overcome as you're trying to, to stay in the NCAA conversation. But you know, I, I thought we, for one half, we were better than Illinois, and then the thing just kind of fell apart. So I'll be anxious to see if we can make some adjustments and, and, and you know go on the road and, and beat a top 25 team. It's the 13th top 25 team we've played, so the schedule has has not helped us uh, you know this year. And, and then you come home against Northwestern, you're going to be the eight nine game against Michigan State, which is you know close to a quad one quad one game and, and then you're going to get Indiana, you know, so if you look at those four games, uh, you know, you, you have a chance to pull yourself back into, into bubble consideration, but you know, they're not playing their best basketball and on the road to Illinois is going to be a tough task. Bench production and uh, second half defense. Is that something at this point in the season you can write? Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't, uh, you, you hope the bench can, can come in and and you know play with confidence and, and and find some baskets. You know, really nobody is is playing great right now. I know Giannis had a big game at Minnesota, but you know just confidence. Uh, everything seems to be hard for this group right now. But you know somebody's got to step up and and, and spark them. You know certainly the Iowa game. Uh, you know you had a lot of good looks, and you know when this team makes shots, they 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 can play with anybody in the country. They've proven that. Um, but when they miss shots, you know they they, they they can lose by big margins. So you know they they need some some bench help. Uh, the starters have to be a little bit more consistent, and you know then you know defensively they you know they've got to lock in and and do some of the things on on scout. And you know it's it's still a good team. I, I still think they're haven't played their best basketball, but but you're running out of time for for that to happen. Eddie, to wrap up, uh, let's talk uh, girls state basketball. Of course, districts get rolling. Pious girls, you're a part of that staff. Just incredible regular season here, seventeen and five, and 
Your district has got North Star in it, but really another strong season, Andy, for the Lincoln teams. Yeah, just Class A and, and Lincoln basketball has, has been really fun to be a part of over the last five years. I mean, I, I think districts are, are pretty wide open. I mean, you know, Lincoln High is, is hosting, uh, you know, A3. Um, Lincoln East is open hosting A7. We're hosting A6. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can, you know, the, the Class A teams or Class A Lincoln teams can, can pull through districts and, and get to state. And, you know, I really think state uh, Class A is going to be, uh, you know, wide open, fun to follow. And you know, hopefully there's a Lincoln uh, involvement in, in, in state. And hopefully Pius is, is one of those teams. The North Star is uh, a tough draw. We had him at home a, a, about two weeks ago, and it was a great game. And, you know, we anticipate a, a tough game from Columbus. And then, you know, if we happen to play North Star again, you know, we're going to have to play well to, to, to come out successful. It's good to get caught up. Andy Markowski talking uh, basketball, of course, Husker men and women, and then high school action. Andy, we'll be seeing you this week. Thanks for a few minutes. Thanks, guys. Good to say hi to the pride of Ord, Andy Markowski. Good take on uh, Big Red Hoops. We'll get back into some football thoughts as uh, we move forward here in our two numbers to get in, 489-1240, or can dial up 800-825-5865. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Adrian Martinez, USFL, Mike Riley. It all comes together, doesn't it? Uh, We'll discuss Adrian and his pro prospects. That's next. Hail Varsity continues presented by Currency.